Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having the best day. You are in for quite the treat. We have one of my favorite guests returning, Jamie Kern Lima. She is the founder of It Cosmetics and has one of the most inspiring and encouraging conversations. She is a second time guest on the podcast. I talked to her first last summer and to this day, it is still one of my favorite podcast episodes. I absolutely love and adore her. She has a book coming out on February 23rd called Believe It. I read it in one sitting. It is so good. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. I am so excited to have you back. You you might be my number one favorite guest. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, thank you. I'm so, so excited to be back. And it's just such a big moment that I'm just grateful to share it with you. So thank you and all of your community. Of course, I already shared this with you, but I read the book in one sitting when I was at a hair appointment. I was in public, like tearing up at this book. It was so (laughs) good. Oh, thank you. It's my first ever book, Believe It, and How to Go from Underestimated to Unstoppable. It's, you know, thank you for saying that. The whole book is really, you know, a story of a little girl who like didn't believe in herself and the journey of going from not believing in myself to believing in myself and like not trusting myself to actually like learning how to tune into my own intuition and trust myself and, and going from like doubting I'm enough to knowing I'm enough. And I just, I know that this story is the story of so many people out there. So many of your listeners and your community, um, because I think so many of us are on this journey of going, okay, like I know I was, you know, born for more, like I know it, but like, I still doubt it. Like I still doubt myself anyway. And this is really every lesson personally, professionally that, that I've ever learned <laughs> on, on how to break through that barrier of self-doubt and like 
step into all of who you are and all of who you were born to be. And like anybody who is struggling with doubt, doubting themselves, even though they know deep down inside they're made for more, like this book is for you. (laughs) I love that. It's just so beautiful. With your journey of like going from not believing in yourself to believing in yourself and believing you're enough, was it a decision that you made or was it really just this, you know, process of basically your entire life up until then? Yeah, it's been so many, so many lessons along the way and so many setbacks that I later realized were setups. So many things I did wrong. And then really looking back at what were those things I did right, right? Looking back at when I made decisions where I listened to other people's opinions or the experts instead of actually listening to my own gut oh, those were the things I did wrong. (laughs) When I look back at what happened, right? And it's been building on all of these things. And so, you know, in the book, I share so many stories and it's wild because like literally 95% of the book is stuff I've never shared before ever. And I had this realization that a really big realization that, you know, cause I get um, DMS on Instagram every single day from so many girls and women and people who say like, Oh wow, you started with nothing and built a billion dollar business from your living room. Like, did you just get lucky or was like, you know, did someone give you a big break or like, did you write all those things? And I kind of had this realization oh, when you just see the highlight reel or you just read the headlines, it makes it seem like, oh, maybe she just got lucky or she's, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know what? I felt this strong calling on my heart that if I could pour everything I've learned into how you do that, like how did I do that into one book that that would be of service to other people, right? And so like, for example, I'm donating 100% of the proceeds, by the way, every penny from the book, I'm literally purely just doing it for exactly the question you just asked, which is to help every other person out there learn to believe that stepping into all of who they're born to be is possible, right? The thing, when I look back on all of the lessons from going through years of hearing no, because I you know, I created a company called It Cosmetics in my living room where I started with an idea and close to no money. And I just thought once we created an amazing product that worked, I thought it would just do well, right? And then I, then I started this journey of every beauty retailer saying no, every department store, every QVC, everybody saying, no, you're not the right fit. You know, we don't think your positioning is right. We don't think you're right for the beauty industry, all those things. And I went through three years of hearing no's from everybody and got down to under a thousand dollars in in my bank account, which was our personal and business bank account and didn't know how I was going to make it. And when I look back on all of the journey, like there's so many lessons I learned along the way, but one of the biggest ones and really a huge through line in, in this whole book is that like, yeah, I worked really, really hard and I didn't give up and not giving up every time you get knocked down, every time you get a setback. That's so important because at the end of the day, a lot of people never realize their dreams because they actually just quit (laughs) or they give up or they let their own self-doubt talk them out of it. So I I didn't give up and I worked really, really hard, but like how I actually built a billion dollar business for my living room was like the most important thing I did when I look back at everything was like, I made the decision to believe that I could. And when I try to dissect, how did I do that? That's really why I wrote this book is, is sharing every single lesson on 
how do you actually truly peel back the layers on your why, not just do a why, because that's the other thing too. A lot of people, when they, they might keep a goal journal or they might write out their goals and then a lot of people will go in another step, right? And they'll talk about their why, like I'm doing this for, you know, cause I want to one day buy a house or I want to, you know, all these things or, or do something for my kids or pay for their college or pay off my student loans, whatever it is. And what I've seen over the years is that those whys, they sound really good. And when you tell them to other people, they like sound great. But if it's not deep, 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 deep to your core, you're going to quit. It's not going to be strong enough for you to keep going when you face all these setbacks. And so one of the things I talk about in the book was like, because I've done a ton of things wrong. I've done a ton of things wrong. And I share those too. I've never shared this stuff before. I'm actually freaking out to be honest, but I just know it's not about me. It's going to be of service to so many people to know they're not alone and their setbacks and in their hard times and then how to handle them. But in, in the book, I talk about like, of all, I did a ton of things wrong. But one of the things I did right was early on in my journey, I knew, okay, I'm creating makeup products. And of course, I want them to work for me and my rosacea because nothing else will. And of course, I want to help other people. And those are great whys, but they weren't deep, like deep, deep, deep enough. And what I realized is in my whole childhood, all growing up, I only saw images of beauty in magazines and on TV commercials and they were never real, right? They're always overly Photoshopped and I never saw anyone that looked like me or had any skin challenges or, and I realized in the development of this company while I was trying to create a product that actually worked. And when I realized why didn't any other product work? And then I realized, oh wait, I don't even know if the models are actually wearing the product they're advertising, um, all those things. I realized, okay, not only do I want to create a company that has great products, but I want to start using models that are every age, every size, every skin tone, every skin challenge. And I want to authentically define them as beautiful and and mean it and all those things. And I had this realization on the why beneath the why early on um, that like for me, it was like, oh, I, I want to shift culture and beauty. And I want to do this for every little girl out there who's about to start doubting herself and every grown woman who still does. And that why was so deep for me because of my whole childhood realizing I'd see these images and I'd want to look like them. I'd aspire to look like them. And at the same time, they always made me feel like I wasn't enough. And so this deep why was so important. I talk about like how to do that in the book for yourself or whatever your dream is. Cause some people out there, they're like, Oh my gosh, I really just want to dance and I want it, or I want to start painting again, or I want to launch a business or I want to become a pastor or I want to start a blog, right? Like we all have these things and I feel like we end up right. Cause here's the big thing. This is the big thing that, and I, I love just sharing this process in the book too, but so many of us know we have this calling on our heart or this like, you know, kind of inkling where we want to step out and do something, but like it's a way more comfortable in our comfort zone. And I feel like when we stay in our comfort zone, it comes at the price of chipping away at our soul. That's the first thing. And when we have a gut, a gut feeling intuition, like we're made for more, like, like we have gifts or talents or ambitions to offer the world, one hard part I've seen and experienced personally too, is sometimes the people around us, even when they're great people, whether they're family or friends or whatever, and they love us dearly, 
they don't have that same inkling. <laughs> like, like they don't get it. They're super happy in their comfort zone. And what happens to so many people is we have the volume turned up on listening to everyone around us. And then we have the self doubt in our heads of, Oh, well, maybe I'm not qualified or maybe I don't have what it takes, or maybe I don't, you know, other people are way more advanced artists than I am or other that inner critic. So we start to turn up the volume on our own self doubt. We start to listen to all the opinions of everyone else around us. And before we know it, we talk ourselves out of our own truth. And this happens to so many people. And in the book, believe it, like a big part of why I did it too, is like, I talk about the journey of how to love the circle around you, but how to turn down the volume on the stuff that's not for you. And, and that goes against the calling of who you are and who you're created to be. And how do you add other people around you and turn the volume up on them? And even more than that is, is the self-doubt and everything that we all experience in our own heads, right? And I just feel like that self-doubt sometimes in our own heads is a bigger opposition against us than the people out there rejecting us or saying no, or saying you're not the right fit for us or whatever it might be. Right. And this book talks so much. I share so much about how to break through that noise of self-doubt and learn to actually hear your own intuition and learn to trust yourself, right? Because so many people don't even know even how to, how to tune in and listen to their own intuition. Maybe they haven't even heard it ever or in a long time because everything around us is so much noise, you know, from other people's opinions to people not believing in us and us getting no's and rejected to then the self-doubt in our own head. It's a lot. And I think the journey of learning how to go from not trusting yourself to, to truly trusting yourself is huge. And it's so many people, it's their journey they're on right now as well. So this book is definitely for them. Hi, new friends. I'm Jackie Schimmel, philanthropist, motivational speaker, glowing wife, animal rights activist, and a shoulder to cry on. Not really. I'm a crazy bitch, but a hoot and a half. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Bitch Bible, brace yourself, pour yourself a stiff drink, and get ready to laugh your ass off or cry. Make sure you subscribe yourself to The Bitch Bible Podcast right now. You're going to effing love it. It's crazy what you're talking about right now, even just, you know, loving the people around you, but maybe like turning down some voices or working through self-doubt. I was actually talking to my pastor this morning and we were just having this conversation and she was just saying, you know, a lot of us have very unique calls on our life. Like a lot more of us have those than realize they either just don't realize them or they don't have, you know, the courage or the faith to kind of walk that out. And we were talking and I was like, it's not my job to get these people to understand me. Like it's my job to follow what I feel as though like God has put on my heart or what I feel as though is like inside of me. And that's something that I've like, I feel like has been a constant battle, not even necessarily with other people, but even with myself sometimes, because something specifically that I'm even trying to work on now is believing like the best is yet to come and being one of those people who believes like, oh, I am so excited for the future. I know what God has for me. I know it's going to be even better than what I've seen. And maybe it's just the year that we've been in or a lot of other life circumstances, but that's something that I'm 
working on for myself. And it's not about like being this positive person necessarily, but it's a deep core belief, not only in myself, but that there is so much good to come. And obviously we're promised trials, like that stuff will always happen. But I feel like when you're in the middle, like we talk about when you are talking about the difference between the headlines versus the reality. I feel as though that's where I feel like I'm kind of at right now and where so many people listening to this are. How do you navigate the in-between? And not that it ever necessarily stops, but when you feel like you're in the middle and you 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 see more in your head than you see that's like in front of you. Yeah, so, and, and I love that you talk so openly about your faith, right, in all of this. Because for me, that has been like the espresso in my latte in life. <laughs> you know what I mean? In such a big way. So a couple of things. I have known this, but sometimes we know something and until we actually truly experience it and look back, then we're like, we go from like believing it to like being certain of it, right? And in my journey, the thing that I know for sure, I know this for sure, is that every setback we experience is God's way of setting us up. Every setback is a setup for all that is to come. And I believe that the things we go through, even periods like right now that you're describing a feeling like you're in the middle and you're trying so hard to uh, anticipate and believe that the best is yet to come. Even the season, right? I believe is a setup for everything that is to come. And I believe that in all my heart. And when I look back at it, I have learned every setback and every hard season and every season that was just okay was a way of actually making me strong enough to be able to handle the weight of the big God-sized dreams when they come true. Because God-sized dreams and stepping into our calling and stepping into who we were created to be, especially those of us that know in our heart, we're meant for more, we're meant to give more, serve more, create more, love more, inspire more, right? Be of service more. I believe when you're at service at the highest capacity, that it's not about you. It's about how has everything you've walked through and been through actually helping someone else believe it's possible to get through it, believe it's possible to step into all of who they are. And we can't do that unless we've gone through it all as well. So I believe our setbacks are God's setups for everything that's to come. And it doesn't mean they're fun and it doesn't mean they're easy. When I look back at going through like the three years of rejection or I look back at, you know, painful moments, right? There was a, there was a moment when, you know, we were a couple of years into the business. I didn't know how we were going to make it. And we had a really big investor interested in our company. And I thought like, oh my gosh, he's going to change my life because he had invested in all these consumer product companies that we all buy at the grocery store. And he'd like uh, his, his private equity company had invested in a lot of them when they're super small and made them huge brand names, household names. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And, and we went through all these meetings and at the very end, and I thought like, Oh, if he invests in us, then we're not going to go bankrupt. And maybe he can help us get into all these stores like Sephora and Ulta and department stores who are all saying no to me. I thought it was the biggest, like most exciting thing ever. And at the end, we, we flew out for the final meeting and he was standing three feet from me and my husband was right next to me. And he said, we're gonna, you know, I wanted to share with you in person that we're so grateful for your time. You know, we're excited for all your building, but we're gonna pass on investing in it cosmetics. 
it's a no. And I remember saying, okay, can you give me some feedback? Like, can you share why? Cause I always think feedback's a gift. Usually he said, do you want me to be honest with you? And I said, yes, please. And he said, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you, you know, with your body and your weight. And when he said my body and my weight, I remember this moment, I was looking at him and it's almost like I was watching his lips move in slow motion as these words were coming out. And I felt my whole body flood with like this lifetime of body doubt and self-doubt. And it was this moment where it was like, I was staring my own fear, like straight in the eye. And I knew I had to keep my faith bigger than it. I also knew in that moment, deep down inside, I had this feeling, and this is why it's so important that we do the work of learning to listen to our gut and listen and learning to trust ourselves. Because in that moment, I had no proof around me that this company would ever grow or become successful. And then I have this person in front of me that I saw as a visionary. I saw as someone who truly created stellar brands. And he's telling me, no one will buy makeup from someone who looks like me in my body and my weight. And I had this feeling deep down inside my gut in that moment that he's wrong. And I also knew if I was ever going to prove it, I would have to figure out how to believe that for myself. And, and the other thing is in that moment, I didn't even get mad at him. I mean, of course it hurt me. We talk about volume. I had to learn how to turn down the volume on those words from being on the repeat button in my head over and over and over for years. But I also knew in that moment, like he's passing on investing in my company because the sole reason I want to create this company, he's been impacted by the beauty industry his entire life. And he's learned just like we all have been taught, you have to look a certain way to, to sell something, right? So he was just a byproduct of how, what he's seen his whole life on television and in magazines. So it fueled me. And this is part of why mindset is so important and why not slipping into that, like, woe is me victim kind of mindset. It was like, oh no, you know what? This is a gift. This, this is a setback right now. It really sucks. It like, God, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. I don't know how I'm going to keep the lights on. Like I started going to the Costco. I don't have a Costco by you, but the Costco outdoor food stand where you get the dollar hot dogs. I was like, okay, God, I'm doing that. And at least it tastes good. And I was like, (laughs) what, like, how am I going to keep this business alive? That setback was a setup because it fueled me this deep, deep, deep why of like, oh, even this dude is in like this dude in a business suit who has probably never bought a beauty product in his life is impacted the same way women are by the industry. And it, it fueled me. And so the reason I wrote this book and like, I'm literally donating hundred percent of the proceeds of the book. The reason I wrote this book is because I believe everything we've gone through, especially once we're through a lot of it, <laughs> we learn like, Oh wow. The next level of success is that it's not about us. Like how can, how can my story, your story, everyone who's listening story actually be of service to other people when we actually have the courage to share it. And for me, that's where I get my greatest joy. And it's like the lessons and the stories in this book, if this can save other people from making a lot of the mistakes I made and save them uh, at least some nights of crying themselves to sleep at night, but more importantly, help them on their journey of like believing themselves, trusting themselves, like knowing they're enough and, and just 
deciding it's possible to step in to who they were born to be. Like that's to me, that's everything. And so the season you're going through right now, okay, don't even get me started right now on your calling because first of all, (laughs) um, you are magic. And so many people listening right now will agree with me. And everything you're going through right now is of course, part of your own journey, but we all have the blessing of being able to listen to you and then actually have it fill us up and have us all of us together feel less alone when we're going through the same things. Do you know what I mean? And so even if it's hard right now or uncertain right now, or so many people, I mean, this year has been packed with uncertainty, right? More than so many people have ever experienced. And I would never downplay how hard it's been on so many people ever. I would never wish it on people ever. What I know through so many, you know, and, and this book is so many personal hardships too, right? From adoption, surprise, you're adopted in your twenties. I found out in my twenties to rejection to like all of these things personally, right? I just think that they're all part of our journey to make us strong enough to be able to carry the weight of our calling when we step into it. Thank you. Something I love so much about you is how you are so willing to share and to open up. And it's almost like you're this open book and you're trying to give value and you do give value to pretty much every single person who I'm sure like even comes across. I love so much about the story, which we, this is in the book, so we're not going to go too into it. But when you went to your birth mother, essentially saying like, I need this. I thought that was one. I cried Two. It was so beautiful to me because one, there's two different aspects. The first being that I think it's really hard to even know what we need sometimes. Emotions are so up and down. Sometimes they're suppressed for your entire life. Sometimes you don't even know that they're in you. And then also on the other, other end, to be able to be so vulnerable and to say, this is what I need. How do you think... One, you even knew what you needed, but two, like what gave you the strength to be so vulnerable and ask for what you needed? Yeah, that's so hard for us to do, to ask for what we need from someone else, right? Because we risk rejection. (laughs) We risk them disappointing us, letting us down, not showing up for us, making us feel like uh, we're not worthy of it. Okay. I'll try not to give the whole story away too. So (laughs) in my twenties, my late twenties, I found out by, and by the way, this is crazy because my entire life, I always knew I wanted to adopt. Like I always knew. And so when I was dating my um, now husband, I remember telling him so many times, like, okay, I'm, I want to adopt. So are you sure you're up for adoption? Cause I don't want to get married. And then you're like, Oh, I don't, you know, I'm like, you need to, I just knew my whole life. And then all of a sudden in my late twenties, I find in my mid twenties, I find out by total accident that I'm adopted and I talk and literally I had no clue. And I talk about the journey of that. And then I spent years trying to find my birth mom and calling thousands and thousands of women. And it's, it's really a wild experience to call people not knowing if the person who answers is your mom and just getting hung up on like, 
thousands of women, right? Because when you think about it, if someone called you, you know, nowadays you're like, oh, it's a telemarketer, it's a scam, whatever, right? It's getting thousands of women hanging up for five years straight. And then I talk about the journey of meeting her and what happened after I met her was more painful than when I found out I was adopted. And, and when we go through experiences where people aren't what we hoped, don't show up how we hope they do, it's hard. And it's hard not to take it personally or to think like, oh, do they not love me for who I am? Is it me? And I go through the journey of, of how we ended up building a relationship as well and just navigating all of it, right? And, um, and the lessons that came out of it. Because a lot of times we go through experiences in life that are about one thing, but we actually learn these powerful kind of like full circle moment life lessons. And there was a big moment after I went through the, the journey of having a baby for myself. When I had this realization, I don't even know if I should, should I share it? I had this huge, let me just, I'll just, okay. I'm just going to say, cause I think when you read it, it makes so much more of a, of an impact, but I realized there was one thing I needed for my birth mom that I, I didn't know that I needed it. And I eventually just like prayed like crazy. <laughs> if you want to know what I did. And I just knew I wanted to have no regrets in life. And I would rather be hurt again than live the rest of my life wondering what if. So I made that louder in my head than my own fears. And I asked her for what I needed. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. One of the most awkward things I've ever done in my life. One of the most deeply insecure moments I ever felt. And what happened afterwards was life affirming <laughs> and, and just taught me a powerful lesson. I think so many of us stay in our comfort zones and we're scared to ask other people for what we need or even to like tune into our own intuition and actually hear ourselves with what it is we need. Right. And I go into this a lot in the book, but sometimes it's like, Oh, I'm dating someone right now. And like, I'm literally not getting what I need or I'm married or I'm in a friendship. I'm in a friendship with a friend I love dearly. But like, I know that if I keep letting this go on, it's going to chip away at my soul and it's not good for me, right? It's going to be soul depleting if I don't speak up or ask for what I need or share my truth. And it's so much easier short-term. It's so much easier short-term to stay where we're at and stay comfy and let somebody either mistreat us or not care about what we need or any of those things or do something totally unknowingly that's actually just doesn't feel right and hurts our soul, right? It's so much easier short-term just to let that happen. But long-term you can never have an authentic relationship with another human being unless you truly, fully, authentically share who you are. And, and that comes with what you feel and what you need. It's hard to do, but the payoff is what results is actually having this unbreakable trust 
and connection. And it's fulfilling in a different way than relationships where we hold those things back because it's not a straight through line of authentic connection when we do that. Also, it's just so interesting how much I feel like vulnerability kind of plays a role in so much of our lives. And I feel like if we don't access vulnerability, we're not really accessing honestly so many different things from the fullness of relationships to the fullness of living your truth and being yourself and also even fully living out your calling. I think it's a really, I don't want to say life skill, important life skill, but it it honestly kind of is. It's really important to also practice. Something I thought of when you were talking earlier about how when you were kind of building trust within yourself, looking back and realizing, oh, you know, the moments that I didn't listen to myself were the times where I really messed up. Like I should have just listened to myself. I think about that too with faith. That's how when I'm in a season where I'm feeling really down and really confused, I always look back at other times where I feel like, you know, God's pulled me through or something better has come along or I listen to myself. And I think that's really easy to say and even like listen to, but the practically speaking, I think that's where you lose people because people don't necessarily know what it means to maybe spend time with themselves or spend time with God or whoever they believe in, whatever they believe. Practically speaking, are there things that you do maybe to take care of yourself, invest in yourself, invest in maybe even your faith? Yeah. I mean, so, so the first thing, and this is actually Oprah's advice and it's so true. Love it. we, We all need to learn how to get still and actually listen to ourselves, right? And if you think about this, this is hard for people. A lot of people do a five minute or 10 minute morning routine where they meditate or pray or whatever. And it's like, I even remember, and this still happens to me to this day, that when I meditate, I'll like all of a sudden catch myself going through a to-do list in my head or this or that, right? It is a journey. It's a journey of learning, but we have to take that first step and make it a a daily practice. And again, it could be five minutes where your phone is nowhere near you. Your computer's nowhere near you. If you live with someone else, they're nowhere near you. (laughs) I don't even let my puppies come in. I literally shut myself, usually in my closet. I sit on the floor and just take that five minutes and really try to get still. Just try to get still and listen to who you are and connect, right? Uh, With your faith, with your creator. For some people, it's with the universe, right? But just get still and just start because you have to build that foundation Um, and it builds over time. And it's a life journey. It's a life journey. And and two thoughts to share with you. You know, I've never shared like 95% of the, the stories and lessons in this book, personally, professionally, I've never shared before. And you know, one of the things I talk about is a journey of faith. And, you know, I was raised going to church and I literally, (laughs) my my parents are going to be mortified when they read this, but I grew up sitting in church pews because I had to every Sunday, literally nothing the pastor said resonated with me. I didn't understand the words, how the words were written when the Bible was written. I would just sit through the whole sermon, like scanning for cute boys in the church and just like, like watching the minutes go by, hoping it would end soon, right? So I never, so I was raised, I believed in God, I prayed, I never connected with any of it. And then as I, I, I went off to college, 
And you know, I was working as a Denny's waitress to pay my way through school. I started, I started meeting lots of different types of people. And I eventually went to graduate school in New York and met people from all walks of life, all different countries and backgrounds. And, and so many people that I started meeting did not believe in God. And they only believed in uh, things that you could prove and see and touch and feel for which faith is not required. And a lot of their science-based arguments made a ton of sense to me. And I went through a season in life in my early 20s where I really started to doubt God existed. And it kind of freaked me out, but I would pray and then I would feel like I'm inauthentic because I'm praying and yet I even, I'm not sure God exists, right? And this was a few years and it started to really affect me. And then, you know, while I found out I was adopted then, and I was like, I don't even know where I come from. I don't know who my parents are. I don't know if God exists. And I went through a really tough season in my life. And I was raised, you know, the the families I was raised in, in the Seattle area, they never went to therapy or counselors, nothing. If there was like an issue or problem, they just like either didn't talk about it or just figured out how to deal with it. I went through this season and I think, and I've never shared this before, but I think this is important because my whole goal is for people to feel like they're not alone and, and, and to really understand the story behind the story, not to see some billion dollar success story, but the real story. And I went through a season where I was like, I am feeling really depressed. I started having panic attacks and I was like, I have to do something about this. And I didn't even tell anybody in my family. And I started seeing a therapist. I was working as a news anchor in Portland, Oregon. I started seeing a therapist and she ended up being this angel in my life. She helped me with with panic attacks, with depression. She helped me get through all of that. And one day I told her, I said, you know, I'm starting to doubt God exists. And I don't know who my parents are or where I come from. And I'm just going through this season where I'm just down. And she said something to me that day that changed my life and my faith journey forever. She said, well, let me ask you a question. If you, you know, if God created the whole universe, what makes you think he can't handle your doubt? I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, why don't you try something? Why don't you start telling him you doubt him and ask him to prove you wrong? And I was like, huh. And that changed my life because I, every time I prayed, I started saying, you know, all the prayers. And then I'd be like, and by the way, God, I think I'm doubting you exist. And so can you please show up and prove to me, like without a shadow of a doubt that you're real, because right now I can't tell you, I believe you're real. And like, I just literally, that would be part of my prayer. And, you know, for me, it didn't happen immediately, but it started happening like more stories than I can even share. We're so all, but literally screaming to me, God exists. I mean, one quick one, one 32nd one is like after years, right. Of hearing no from every beauty retailer down to under a thousand dollars in our bank account. I was at this big beauty product demonstration expo. There were 6,000 women there all the heads of every beauty company was there and QVC had a huge booth. And that day I was like, demonstrate, you weren't allowed to leave your three foot table that you demonstrate your product and your hope. The reason why you go there is you hope you win one of their awards or that a retailer discovers you. So like 
in that big beauty expo was of course all the most beautiful brands like, you know, L'Oreal and Lancome and Mac and Bobby Brown and brands I love. And then I'm like, and I'm here with it cosmetics and like no one had heard of us. And I'm like at this three foot booth demonstrating. And that day a woman came up to me and and said, like, I was talking to thousands of women. So I, I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't even realize that she was a QVC host. I didn't know this at the time, but she came up to me and was talking about the product. And then, uh, I snuck off and tried to meet the buyer. And anyways, long story short, uh, a few hours later, this woman came back to me at my booth and she says, hello, my name is Miss Lisa Mason and I'm a QVC show host. And I think your product is amazing. And I think our QVC customers would love it. And uh, I just want you to know that I just marched myself over to our head buyer of QVC. And I told her we need this product and, and we need to give this young girl a chance and all this thing. And I was like, <gasps> and I looked at her and like tears started streaming down my face. And I think I freaked her out because <laughs> and she like, she's like, Oh, Oh honey, I, I, I don't have any decision-making power. Like, I just want, I think your product's great. And I told the buyer and I was like, thank you. And, um, she didn't know what I knew, which is that I was years into rejection, no money, not knowing what I was going to do. And fast forward, she's the reason we got a meeting with QVC, right? Then they launched us. They gave us one shot on air and 10 minutes. Uh, and I knew if we didn't sell and hit their sales goal, we'd go bankrupt because we had to pour every penny we had in this one shot. And they paired me with her for that opening airing. And then she retired from QVC. And then we go on from that one shot, we finally got a yes. And we did five more shows that first year and 150. And then, and we built up to doing over 250 live shows a year on QVC. And what's wild about this is, you know, they said no for years. They said, we're not the right fit. We're not the right fit for them or their customer. We built the largest beauty brand in QVC's history. And it is right now at this moment to this day. And I just share that because like from years of rejection, right? Like no one can tell you you're not the right fit. No one can tell you any of that, right? And when they do, you have to decide not to listen to it. And we went from hearing that we're not the right fit to the largest beauty brand in QVC's history. And so when this happened, I decided to call that show host that gave us that, you know, that, that believed in me that day and loved our concealer. I called her up and I said, Hey, I just want to call you to thank you. And she says, well, well, congratulations. I go, yeah. I said, you know, we're the largest brand at QVC now. Like I go, this is crazy. I go, thank you for loving our concealer because like you loved it. And then we got this one shot and, and then now we're the big, you know, and all this. And she goes, honey, honey, I love your concealer, but I wear it every day, but that is not why I went up to you that day. That's not. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she says, I, I was just walking that show and God clearly told me go up to you and help that young girl. She goes, all I did was listen. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> right. And it was just like, there's been so many stories like that where when I started praying, God, I do not believe you. I'm doubting it. Like, please prove me wrong. He did. And he does. And he continues to, and some are really small stories and some are big stories. And, you know, so for me, I think, again, you go back to asking for what you need, right? <laughs> Authenticity. Also just the journey of asking that from my birth mom, all of that. I think it's all woven through and everything that, that we experience that allows us to kind of step, you know, step into who we are. It reminds me of the quote that I don't remember who said this, but when you stop praying, coincidences stop happening. And I have a very similar story. I didn't grow up in church, but I started going on my own. Then I decided I hated it. Like I remember one time 
my boyfriend and I at the time, his parents really wanted us to be there. And we literally drove to the parking lot and just sat there because he had like a tracker on his phone in the parking lot. And then I ended up like obviously coming back around and it was so similar, but I learned so much of what you're talking about too, is like God can handle your emotions and you can be angry with God and that's okay. I think you're actually in a better place if you are feeling some sort of anger or whatever it is, even if you you don't feel like maybe, oh, I really fully believe this. I think you're in a better place to doubt because I think that's kind of where like your more authentic faith is found. But I love that story with the, the lady from QVC because it just reminds me too almost of like, how much obedience will do in not only your life, but in someone else's life. Cause she just listened to what she felt in her heart. She was supposed to do and look at what that did for someone else. You know, I just think that's so crazy. I love the book. I won't keep you for much longer, but where can they find you? Where can they find the book? All of that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so excited. This is happening. This is like, okay. So, um, okay. So it's called believe it. You can get it anywhere books are sold. Uh, but I want to share something super special. Um, so this week for launch week, right? The whole big launch week of the book. I just want to share this with your community because, uh, we're doing something special on the, uh, believe it.com website. When you go buy it anywhere, when you go to the believe it.com website, we're um, doing some really fun, big launch week, bonuses that I'm just giving away for free. Um, and so any, everyone in your community that does this, we're going to keep it open just for the launch week and um, this whole week. But if you go to believe it.com and you enter your order number, um, you're going to get uh, my first ever course I've ever done called becoming unstoppable um, how to overcome the things holding you back. And so you get that for free. You just download it right there. And then also there's a 20 plus page workbook and it's really like an action plan to help you implement all the, the lessons from the book into your real life. So you get those for free, um, everyone in your community this week when they go to believeit.com and you can order it anywhere. Books are sold and I am so excited and I, I can't wait for, you know, just to share this experience with everyone and to hear all of your stories. Like I'm always on my Instagram. Um, and if you DM me, it's the biggest blessing because I love sharing stories with each other on just what's inspired you from the book. What lessons are you finding are the most impactful? And, and, um, I'm just super excited to do this in community, uh, and to share this experience. And I'm donating hundred percent of the proceeds from the book. I just feel in my heart, everything I've gone through. If other people know the hard times they're going through, the rejection, the self-doubt in their own head, I think when we know, oh, we're not alone in it, here's what to do about it, right? Here's all the steps and the lessons and the stories that maybe we can connect on that help all of us on this journey of, of becoming the person we're born to be. That is my greatest joy to be part of that journey with every single person listening. So I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I hope every single person buys the book. Seriously, it is life-changing. You are incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, I post episodes every Thursday morning. So be sure to subscribe so you guys can stay up to date. If you liked today's episode, please give it a nice little rating and review. You guys can find me on Instagram at Kinsey Elizabeth. We also have an Instagram for the podcast, a Facebook group, and a newsletter. So everything will be in the description. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will talk to you next week.